tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm in trouble, We wanted to think of a show, a song for the opening, and Joe said, let me think about something, a song that came out when I was 30. (laughs) Welcome to the Blacklist. The Blacklist. Welcome to the Bates Motel. Bates Motel. Oh, after wow. Buzz. Am I on the right show? Am this I on the is right live. Show? You know this is live, this is right? Live. I can't think of that. Went to the Bates Motel <laughs> after Buzz after show. This is, that's like the third time you've done this, by the way. I haven't said anything, but before you're like, welcome to the Blacklist, Blacklist, but it still starts with a B. Yeah. So. Bates Motel. Braswell, Bates, <laughs> Blacklist. Uh, okay. Welcome to the Bates Motel after show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Dua Casey. Hi, Dua. Hi. Welcome, everybody. I'm nice also to joined be by uh, Nando Velasquez. <laughs> Thank you for not adding a... An adverb or adjective there. I know. So, the yes. vein. <laughs> the the last uh, and on the phone, we are joined by the incomparable Freddie Highmore. Freddie, is that you? That's messed up, man. <laughs> oh, it's just Joseph LeBeau. <laughs> that is. I got, I got really excited. I thought you I were I thought like, it was Freddie. <laughs> Apologies to all you iTunes subscribers. Apologies oh. to Freddie Highmore. Just, yeah. Joseph Flippa, how are you doing? That's awful. Now, now I'm a complete disappointment. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> Flippo, right. you should have gone with it and just like try to fake the English accent and just oh, seen how long we could Hello, go. <laughs> I would love to hear that. Flippo is Freddie Highmore for the whole interview. It would have been cheap and sad. <laughs> what was that? It, that was was his, it was his bad that impression. Was, okay. it. That was his attempt. Stick to Connery, buddy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> She's just making a mean face. I think at Joe me right just now. hung up. Is what happened. Phone, yes. Uh, thank you for joining us for the, for uh, episode four. Uh, we are one episode away from Romero's episode, mm-hmm. but a lot happened here um, in this one. This was this was a good episode. Uh, well, I, I you know I want to get our first impressions, but I will start out the podcast by saying I was wrong about Annika. I thought she might have survived. That she might have be alive. She's that dead. They're going to drag her. Her out for a couple more episodes, but she is definitively. They dragged her out dead. this episode. They, yeah. they dragged her out, put her in a gurney, and said goodbye. She is super definitely, dead. Spell. Definitely, definitely dead. Definitely dead. Um, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, Lounge Blogger actually uh, mentioned something last week uh, that uh, she thinks Norman killed the floating girl. Uh, Who's who does have a name, by the way? Whose name is Lindsay? Lindsay, Lindsay. yeah, and um, which means that I was wrong. My drop the mic prediction was wrong. Right, let's so do a little bit, a little yeah. housekeeping here. Half wrong because it was her BMW. Exactly. So you're you're yeah. half wrong. People love people loved your predictions on iTunes and oh. YouTube, uh, and, and otherwise. But of course, it was wrong because we do have her name is Lindsay, and we didn't know that. We knew that, but we didn't realize no. that we're doing our podcast last week. And uh, Lounge Blogger mentioned that in Psycho, Norman always throws the. The the bodies in the marsh. Where he put the he put the car in the marsh. Yeah, and so that's the marsh. That's the that's marsh. The, the marsh. So that's interesting. Yeah, 
So maybe, you know. That, Little Easter egg. Yeah, thanks for Easter that, Lounge that's Blogger. That was good. Blogger. That's a good one. Uh, in the meantime, we have some stuff happening here. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Flippo, you're on the phone uh, doing whatever you're doing. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. But I always say that about the show because I love the show. Right. Hey, what do you think about Vera Farmiga? I'm not sure. No, I think she's a, she's okay at acting. Yeah. I think she's... <laughs> I never quite get, okay. get it right how you feel about Vera. She has the Joe Sanfilippo uh, stamp of acting. Right. <laughs> I, I, Approved. I never knew. I've said this before. I never knew I was a talent whore. I had no idea, but it turns sure. out I am. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Among st- other whores. Oh, that's a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff this episode, yeah? And we talked about all this jealousy last week, and, all the, uh, and, I, and, and I think I mentioned it, and you gave me a scornful look. Sure. And you said, What? When I said all the, the, the bordering on incest and how and incestuous, bizarre way he responds jealously uh, to, to Norma, and I think it came out a little more this episode, so uh, yeah. there's that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're in a fact, thousand percent right. I, uh, I thought about you a lot when I was watching this episode, San Flippo, because it was, you know, when in doubt, you know, how many people, you know, kiss their girlfriends to make their moms jealous? Yeah. That and, was a little wacky. And ask questions like, do you still like me? Sure. Uh, that's like an insecure relationship question. How many people kiss your girlfriends that have their mo- make their moms jealous and have it work? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah, that's worse. That's so nice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what's, what's worse there. Uh, what did you think of this one, Dina? Um, this was a good episode. This is an episode that I like to call kind of like a foundation episode. We've uh-huh. had so much happen the past three episodes that this really, you could tell, was laying the groundwork for things to come. So mm-hmm. even though there wasn't as much excitement in this episode, you can tell that they're laying the foundation right. for everything that they're going to be unfolding later. Right. So it was important. Nando? Yeah, I, I love this episode. That scene in particular with uh, Norman using Emma and uh, <laughs> that Man. was that was crazy. But, you know, there were there were some moments we were watching it together. I just could not stop laughing. Yeah. And and not not in a this is ridiculous kind of way. It was like awesome to see Norman, see Freddie Hartmart, you know, play this, this jealous rage against his brother. We we talked about last week that the baseball tub is a lot with the com- sort of the the unintentional yeah. intentional comedy thing they do. Yeah. It's really great. But I just couldn't help but laugh out loud at these scenes yeah. now, and how well they're played. Did I miss a scene? Did I miss something because was it is it just me or did Dylan just appear like when did he start living at the house again? Was that this episode? Oh, he never left. But he was but he was staying in the woods with the boys. Yeah, I mean he's kind of work. He's working on the farmhouse. He's kind of back and forth. Well, when Norman yeah. said, you know, ever since Dylan's been back and I was like, when was Dylan back? That's a good point. I, I think I think officially he came back after the whole, you know, the whole uh pot business went kaput. He came back. And his only business up in the woods now is sort of, you know, tidying things up, building the farmhouse. We just haven't seen him there yet. I figure we just haven't seen him that much, but I I get the feeling that he'll spend a couple of nights up there with Gunner and and Caleb, you know, because he's fixing a house and then come back down. Yeah, and chick. And then they'll just come back down. And and especially yeah. since Norma is having all these issues and and now that Romero's not there, yeah. you yeah. know, it probably is more reason for him to check up on sure. her. But, you know, Nor- Norman was really reacting, uh, I think, at first to uh, when they brought him back to bed. And uh, and Caleb was look- saying he was going to watch over Norman and-, and Norman saw Norma, like, touch him on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, like, the first big reaction and, yeah. and caused that whole that whole speech 
about yeah. you know you don't like me anymore you know which is which is really i mean god this is this is really really sad i mean this is to me we talked about this last week as well but just watching norma norman sort of descend into this sort of madness sadness madness sort of psychological break is just really heartbreaking i mean i i, I find it heartbreaking and fascinating but you know it, it, it's hard to see it's hard to watch and especially at the opening scenes where we see him you know sort of uh you know really after we saw his bathtub sequence last last episode him coming up and realizing he blacked out mm-hmm. and realizing that Annika's dead and he's like did I do it did yeah. I do it did I do it and Norman's like shut up Norman shut up get out of here shut yeah. up Norman that was like eerie and sad I don't know Flip you know I, I, I uh, yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a crazy moment right where I, I think that I I don't know about you guys but I had kind of the uh, the tension had kind of dropped out of that for me in between this week and last week and and it took a, it took Norma's line you know, like reminding us like no he, he just tried to kill himself you right. know a, a few hours ago I mean, that was, that, that's basically what he tried to do. A sub part of his, some part of his consciousness tried to kill himself. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, uh, and I think that I kind of, that it kind of dropped out for me. So, um, that was like a forcible reminder. This is all happening in real time. You know, this is all, this, uh, it was a week's gone by for us, but for the, re- for, for the kids at Base Motel, it's only been a couple hours overnight. Mm-hmm. Right. How, what, how do you guys think Romero is, I mean, I don't, I still can't wrap my head around Romero because he's looking at this whole thing like, what the hell? The look on his face when Norman's having his episode and everything he went through last season with uh, Miss Watson and the murder investigation and all the stuff and in, you know his proximity to the family. He knows something's up. He keeps saying, as he said in this episode, chaos seems to swirl around you, Norman, this family. Mm-hmm. But like, what the hell? What, what, is, what do you think he thinks at this point, Dua? Well, it had it had me thinking. I when they were having the scene with Norma and Romero in the kitchen, I. I was reminded that what does like Romero has no idea about Norman's blackouts, does he? No. He and I for some reason I thought that he knew and I was reminded that he doesn't. So there really is he very much is kept in the dark about this. And I think that there is now that he has lived at the Bates Motel and now that Norma yep. has, you know, done this, his laundry at one point. Like there is a different dynamic behind it. I do feel like he is kind of there to protect, but he it is kind of strange. He needs to get to the bottom of things. And, you know, as they said earlier, they now that they know each other a little bit better, they know when they're lying to each other. So yeah. it's difficult. So I think that that's going to unfold a lot of stuff. You know, that scene, why are you lying to me? Yeah. You know, why are you lying to me? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> so it's becoming, you know, more difficult for Norma to keep things from him and hide things from him. Yeah. And so, and I was just shocked that why didn't she just tell him about the USB? Oh, my God. That, because that- she thinks there's pictures of Norman doing something terrible on them. That, is that what you think? You think that? That's what I think. Well, she's, I think no. Wouldn't that be her secret fear, no matter what? No, but I think she. Th- I think she just thinks that uh, there's something like she told Dylan. There's something here there can save us. There's well, something can save us. Annika yeah. said, "Use it." Do something with it. It's important. And then Norma also said that when she was sharing the information with Dylan, they've said it in that se- sequence three times. Well, she said, use it for you and your son. Yeah, use yeah. it for you and your son. So that it's makes Im- sense not to give it to Nor- Romero. Yeah, it's, it's important. It almost says, I thought that there was some type of blackmail so they can get use it as leverage to blackmail somebody. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wouldn't. That, yeah, that's what I expect. 
Lounge Blogger thinks there's information on the, on the bypass on the USB. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. It would make sense that, especially Norma doesn't have a lot of faith in many of the people in the town. Mm-hmm. The way mm-hmm. they treated her in, in previous seasons, you know, we, we've seen her uh, excursions out into the town. The weirdos in the town, as she puts r- them. Running into people, yeah, all that stuff. And she trusts Romero a little bit, but still, you know, there's the whole bypass and everything. So, yeah, of course she wants to find out what this information is and how to use it before she gives it away to anybody. Yeah. I, it's still just driving me absolutely crazy. I just want her to give to Romero because Romero is an ally. Romero is not a what. Yeah. Or so we think. We, think we, won't, we won't find out until episode seven. But, uh, we, you know, we think that he's an ally, and it's just like she needs help, and Lord knows she's not going to figure this thing out on her own. Mm-hmm. But she, she's plugging it in. She's trying, you know, Annika, sex crazed, which, you know. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the comedy skill. Uh, I'm going to change my yeah, password. None right of this stuff Thanks. is working. So just, you know, not, Norma fumbling through, who knows nothing about computers and mm-hmm. can, can barely plug the USB in, mm-hmm. is trying to figure this thing out. I love how she goes to the coffee shop and uh, sees a little hacker kid. like, you, know, you look like you know what you're doing on that thing. Yeah. You mean this laptop? Quickly. That thing? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, and, you know, it doesn't work. And I don't know. She's still... I, it's, you know, I, I wish she would just give it to Romero already. And we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I love that kid's expression when he's like, your mother put this together? And he's yeah. like, uh, no. He's like, well, no, the taxes are in here. Here <laughs> yeah. you go. He's like, I don't think that that's true. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's the whole thing. is just driving me crazy. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, more about that later. But I want to get back to... Um, the the interaction to Norman, sort of Norman, sort of you know, after him realizing, okay, maybe he did did or did or did not maybe kill um, uh, Annika, Annika, and now he's just really having this sort of very sad moment. Like, do you care about me anymore? Ever since Dylan came back, I don't know if you like me the same. And he's you know he's already he's gone beyond sort of him being jealous, you know, of 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 of, of anyone else, but he is. Well, I'm sorry. He is definitely jealous of Dylan at this point, right? He's really mm-hmm. starting to feel Dylan, the closeness of of, of Dylan and, and He's Norma. Jealous of their connection that they're sharing things that he doesn't know. Right. And so his reaction to that is to get her back. And so this this whole tool it makes you wonder about his motivations for being with him in the first place. Because you know when they're when they're studying and she comes in and she they start making out. He does the movie, opens one eye and kisses more, and opens one eye and kisses more. <laughs> And it seems to work. I don't know. That, that that was kind of weird. I don't know. Well, she had asked, before Norma walked in, Nor, uh, Emma had asked to go on a picnic. And he had already said that I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So I think that he was planning on doing that beforehand. And, you know, I... I, I you just, think he was going to kiss her beforehand, but right. then when he no, saw no, his mom I, come I in? I think that he was planning on going on the picnic beforehand. What I found really interesting was that the conversation between Norma and Norman about the fact that she, he can't sleep with Emma <laughs> right. got into his head. Yeah, and that, that's that's down the road. To, we well, we can get to that now, but like, but I, you know, but because I want to talk about the making of the sandwiches and that whole thing to that whole exchange there, which is in the, <laughs> the same, Dijon which, mustard. Yeah, which is the same thing. But like, when, I just want to know, like, when did Norman make this shift? I mean, I, maybe I missed this, but when did Norman make the shift from like, uh, you know, I don't know, mom, did I kill her, and I don't know what's going on, to like, I'm gonna get Norma. I'm gonna really get in, you know, get under her skin. I'm gonna make out and make her jealous. I'm gonna make these sandwiches for the picnic. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the Dijon mustard? And he's like, he's doing the lettuce all nice. Like, I've never seen anyone lay lettuce on a sandwich with such care. <laughs> Took like, well, 45 well, seconds to put one piece of lettuce on a piece on a bread. <laughs> Joe, go ahead. Well, that was that was an extraordinarily feminine scene. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the way he was. I mean, you, you, you the camera cut, pans in, and he's wearing. The uh, he's wearing her apron, yeah, and his shirt is buttoned Mother. up. It almost looks like a blouse, hmm. and mm-hmm. and the uh, the way he's the, the type of 
the, the way he's playing that, the way he's kind of dealing with mom was very, it felt very feminine to me. Yes. It felt very, very like a feminine superior uh, uh, portrayal. Like, I don't know why you're jealous. It's perfectly fine. Please, where's the Dijon man? I mean, it was, it, 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 it was uh, you know, he gets his toe in that water. That's a great. That's a great point, Joe. I mean, it's very much like you know. You can see maybe him slipping into that Nor- mother Norma character. Well, we saw that a little bit last week with uh, the Romero uh, interview. Yeah, when Romero came over to but talk. He was, to him. he was very masculine there, though. Like he his was, leg crossed. Yeah, he did kind of like this is. But you remember, he even had that line in this episode. This is my house, where he right. kind of says mm-hmm. that too. So he's kind of like just taking, you know. Taking yeah. his territory. That's, yeah, that, that's very interesting because it's Norma's house and it's very much been Norma's house and Norma's a kid. But now she, he's very much saying, this is my house. This yeah. is my house too. And, and, and it, we would think that it makes sense because he's 18 now and he's a man now. But really, if you look at it another way, he's sort of becoming, he's Norma. Like he's, he's, he's slipping into that mother Norma role and there's not enough room for two Normas mm-hmm. in the house, which is, you know, mm. weird. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> So yeah, so that, the, the whole sandwich thing was interesting, and then Norma—it's working on Norma. She's slamming the mustard around, and then she kind of reverts back to old manipulating Norma, which we haven't seen in a while, actually. Yeah, because she's been so so much in protective mother hen mode. We haven't seen the manipulating Norma of like coming back, like, oh yeah, we can't have sex with her, you know, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I'll kick, to- I'll kick totally your butt projects to the moon. it onto Emma, like right. like she's trying to protect Emma, but that's not what it is at all. Exactly. This has nothing to do with the motivation to protect Emma, and I, and that was it was. It was Interesting scene the way it played out. I didn't think it was working until Norman goes, Don't you think I know that? Or whatever. And I was like, or I, I forget how we worded it. It was something like, You know, you don't need to tell me that. Yep. That's yeah. why. You know, and I was like, Oh, that's a bummer. It worked. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then, and you know. And what kind of line you want, does a girl want to hear when my mother said I can't have sex? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's no better line for it for anyone, any, any, any woman, other than my mother says I shouldn't have sex with you. Well, what's, what I find really interesting about that in like a normal teenage rebellious mode, like I think that that would motivate a child or to have sex with her, to be yeah. like, I'm going to show you. You know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find a, a, a beautiful abandoned cabin in the woods yeah. <laughs> and go and Jeez. have this amazingly romantic moment. I've never stumbled upon a cabin in the it's, woods I like mean, that. I mean, it like, couldn't have been more perfect. It was like, <laughs> well, too cold out here to have sex. Yeah, let's I guess go. we got to go home. What, was that a cabin? Yeah. Is that a fireplace? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I guess we're going to have to sit here and go home now because my mom said no. Yeah, I don't know. And I believe, <laughs> it looks like the cabin from Lost, did it not? Yeah, Jacob's cabin. <laughs> Jacob's cabin. <laughs> Joe, what did you what did you think of that whole sequence? Well, first off, um, whether or not I was interested in having sex at that age had nothing to do with my mother yes. or my father. <laughs> I, uh, That's for damn sure. Good to know that. Yes, I just was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was that was pretty remarkable. Um, and I, I've, I've been to the woods several times. Never, never had, uh, never had that laid out in front of me. But uh, but her line was terrific. I didn't know your mom was coming on this date with us. Yes. But it really does give the lie to it. I mean, I I don't think he's I don't think he's interested in Emma in a, in a sexual way. No. I don't, did, did you guys get the feeling that he was? No. Not, not even with that kiss. Yeah, you've never got the inter- you never get the feeling that he's interested in Emma in a sexual way, uh, in that in whatsoever. I think that all of Norman's sort of sexual anytime Norman has that sort of his sexual arousal has to do with some sort of forbidden fruit mm-hmm. or some older. It's, it's always some sort of like I. Shouldn't be doing this, yeah. But there's a huge conflict, which may come into play with Emma, because now that now now that Norma has set this up, like you you can't do this. Maybe that does come into play as, as making Emma some sort of forbidden fruit. But I don't well, know. But it's usually it's usually that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. he's doing something he's well, not I think supposed to do. It, it, it seems to me he responds violently to women, uh, to overtly sexual women. I think it, it kind of 
it, it there's there's a part of him like I, I don't want to hurt you. I think that was that was kind of had a couple of layers of meaning. Right. You know, if if, if she becomes overtly oh. sexual, then 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 there's a part of Norman that that uh, that's going to think she's dirty, and then well, and then that bad. leads yeah. to blackouts and some badness. Which is what which is what we know Norma. I mean, at least we know Norma from Psycho to mm-hmm. to, to view about about women like how you know if they're you know um, a harlot or whatever. Yeah, Norma I like would the, say. I like the idea of that cannot hurt you having a double meaning though. I think that that's an astute observation. Sure. Can we not pass by my favorite line in the episode? Uh-huh. Two people who wouldn't know their ass from a handbag if yes. they had a head cold. <laughs> I wrote it down too. I didn't know what the hell that meant. <laughs> I thought it was an awesome sort of like comeback or an awesome phrase. It was go Emma. And I was like, what? Yeah, I wrote that too. You wouldn't know their ass from a handbag if they had a head cold. I'm like, huh? Is that, is that what, is that what you say around your household, Flippo? That, that's the old taxidermist line. It goes way back. Okay. I don't, I don't know that one. <laughs> like, if your dad's in a taxidermy, by God, you know that line. Right. Cause, cause if you had the head cold, then you might be able to recognize your ass from a handbag, <laughs> which are very similar. Because I don't know, I'm totally head cold. That. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, that was a, it's the wrong like, part of the body. It's a great, it's a great line. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so that'll happen. So uh, no, no, no. Jumping back to uh, Romero's investigation, when you get into Romero's, kind of hot on the case here, and he's really trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. He interrogates you know Norma a little bit and kind of just questions her, and and seems. Not quite satisfied, but enough to not like run her in or do anything, you know, to, or, no. or run Norman in or question Norman or any of that stuff. Well, I think Romero knows that Norma's hiding something. Uh huh. Because they can't lie to each other that much. Anymore. Oh, and he, and he called her out on it. You yeah. Know? He's like, "Why are you lying to me?" You know? Yeah. He, like, and, he knows it. And but and it's so it's I mean that's so fascinating. But everything other than that that small little USB thing that yeah. she's saying is the truth. Yeah. It is true. Well, there, <laughs> I like that he went to go and um, he went to go <clears throat> and question Kevin Ram. Bob, uh, what's, the, what's the character's name? Uh, Bob. Somebody. Help me out. Lounge blogger, where are you at? Bob Harris. Bob Harris. He went to go question Bob Harris. Jesus. It's like a Three Stooges routine for a second. And we're getting like, it's funny because every time he goes back to the Arcanum Club or every time he goes back to visit Bob Harris, we get a little more peek the cracked a little more into who this guy is, what the Arcanum Club is, mm-hmm. what his relationship to Romero is, what their past is. We got a little bit last week and definitely a little more this week with some more mm-hmm. exposition. He basically sort of said like, hey man, I'm, this isn't my club. I'm just the elected president. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, well there, there's that. Of a, of, a, of a long tradition that our, that our founding fathers started. So this is like an old sort of thing that they've, that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And also he sort of eluded that Romero was part of the whole situation. Like he was in the loop. Maybe Romero was a former president. Who knows? Mm. You know, <laughs> like, you know, but Romero's out and he's like, you've been out of the loop a long time, pal. But Romero's going right at him. Like, look, dude, you two people from your party, you know, two girls are dead. And he's mm-hmm. like, they're not girls, they're prostitutes. Like, come on, Romero, you know how this goes. Yeah, and so it's kind of there's a lot of like, don't question me, Romero. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give me, the, don't give me any crap. So it gives me, gives me some at least some insight into what Bob Harris thinks of Romero as a lawman because mm-hmm. he definitely has no respect for Romero. Like he, almost thinks he knows that it's Romero a joke. pre. Yeah, he knows Romero. It's almost like I knew you before you were a sheriff. I know the old Romero. Yeah, this new guy with the badge is like driving me crazy. Like, it, there's something going on back there. Almost like the drug doing, horse screwing sure. Romero. Like, yeah, it, like he's. It, it seems like he they're setting it up for him to have like a really seedy past. There's you know, like he's well, not go ahead, Joe. 
Well, it seems to me like Romero's, you know, Romero's not one of these guys. He babysits these guys. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not got the money. You know, these guys have the real money. Romero's, he, he works for him, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, he, and, and Romero effed up. Let's be honest, the DEA coming in and burning all that crop and getting a, a foothold in the town and having the town come on the radar like that. The way that the way that uh, that Bob and I would imagine everybody else that's in a position of power is going to view this is a Romero f up. Yeah. I mean, this is Romero screwed up, straight, straight up. Your job is to keep the DEA out and keep the the shit in the horse, and so everything move, runs smoothly, and so we all make money. You screwed up. That's why we brought in this other guy. That's why we're running him against you. So let's be real here, my man. Uh, so I killed some girls. Big deal. You can't prove anything. And I'm going to get you out of that office the next six months anyway. Right. It makes, it makes sense. I mean, you know. By the way, have you seen a USB port anywhere? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> right. So, that. so once, so what? And in, in even she says, she says something to the effect of, uh, "Have you? Uh, did they? Did, did the girl have anything on her?" Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, yeah. you're incriminating. Like, that's you know what's going on. So, uh, so Romero's back. The he goes into the back to base hotel looking for the whatever it is. He has that confrontation with with uh, Norma, and Norma sort of recalls him out and sort of says, you know, who's lying to who, you know. And he's like, uh, it's error. It's my job to not tell the whole truth. You know, I'm not lying. I'm just not telling the whole truth, which is funny because Romero always has this sort of like. You know, this, he's come from this position of confidence and authority. Mm-hmm. And something about Norman, Norma shook her, shook him. Yeah. He was like, uh, I'm supposed to tell half truths. Shut up, Norma. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just, it's the, like they know each other better now. There's yeah. like their rapport is different. So the veil is kind of down. And I love her response to that. She's like, gold star, Sheriff. Yeah. She won that confrontation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she stared down Romero, won the conversation and walked away with mm-hmm. a USB in her bra. You know, <laughs> so. By the way, it's where ladies keep anything important. Yeah. First mm-hmm. place you got to look. Yep. Nando. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just that's a hot tip. Got yeah. my got uh, my bank card in here right see? now. See? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the lessons I learned on this show. There you are. Just let you know. Yes. You know. Uh, the, uh, those of you on YouTube, <laughs> Dua actually pulled out a bank card from her bra, which is very cool. All right. So, um. Can, can I, can I mention one more thing about the Arcanum Club? Sure. Yeah. As long as we get off the other subject. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I was like, right? how, how do I get, we can how move do I get... away from the boobs? Yes, yeah, <laughs> get away from the boobs. Um, so one of the, the lines I really liked, and I think it kind of like informed on the town a lot, is, is, is when Bob says, you know, that, you know, we, we basically says the Arcanum Club goes back to our founding fathers. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but didn't you kind of get like a creepy, this town is so much creepier than it was just a second ago? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the history. Yeah. The town, the town gets creepier. The, the, the funny thing is, you know, the Bates family, Norman and Norman moved into that town, and then you thought that they made the town creepy, but it turns out the town was pretty creepy before they got there. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and continues to get creepier. So, yeah. yeah. And I love like the town is its own character. Yeah. Yeah, we, we mentioned that. Like, it, it's great to see that. So, um, oh, w- one thing uh, I forgot to we forgot to mention in that confrontation with Norman and Norma in the kitchen is uh, Norman really digging digging into Norma with the whole like, "What's wrong? She's a beautiful, young, intelligent woman. Mm-hmm. Like, really, young, yeah, young, young, intelligent, beautiful. What's wrong with that?" That's a little side jab. That's to... what got us sit over the edge. Yeah. That's what was like. You can't have sex with her. That'll make me jealous. Um, so Romero then is, is continues to be hot on the case, and he goes and tracks down uh, another, presumably another lady of the evening, mm-hmm. or, or friend. Lady of the night. La- lady of the, <laughs> lady <laughs> of the, of the, of the night. Courtesan. I like that you um, coined that phrase, Nando. You know. <laughs> Nando used it a couple episodes ago, and what? now it's been the thing, lady of the night. 
she, you know, and he finds, you know, goes and finds her, has a conversation with her, and so, and, and talks about Lindsay, trying to get to the bottom of what you know, maybe Lindsay and and, and, and Bob's relationship. Bob, right? Yeah, Bob Harris. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bob and Bob's relationship. <laughs> we find out. I'm sorry. I'm gonna tattoo that on you. I know. I'm like, you know, but it's fine. So we come to find out that Bob, uh, you know. Was requested her to have maybe I'm sorry, Lindsay requested her to have a threesome with Bob, mm-hmm. um, and she couldn't do it because it was her sister's birthday. <laughs> Darn it, she missed out. But I mean, she, it wasn't like ew. It was like that was my sister's birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> Annika took her place. So you know, this really is making Bob look really bad because the two people who we know he had a threesome with are now both dead. Mm-hmm. So Romero's definitely got you know the goods on him now. I mean, this is like I don't know how more guilty the guy has to look. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I just keep thinking Ted Shaw's out of control. I know that's wrong of me, but that's what I keep thinking. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> the character from Mad Men, yes. Bob Harris, yeah, Bob yeah. Harris, yeah, like you're, you're Kevin Rand. He's got four yeah, names. Somebody away from you. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very very clear at this point that that you know anybody else, any other town, any other uh, any other uh, guy, he'd have already been brought in. Sure, but it it's obviously you know a testament to how much control he has and how powerful he is that that, that Romero can't even consider arresting him yet. Well, and also like he's like 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 the the woman he was questioning said like he. You know, when he says, do you, "Do you think she knew something she wasn't supposed to do too much?" and he's like, "She's like he doesn't care who knows what about his sex life. Like he's very open about the fact that he's mm-hmm. doing whatever he's doing, having you know, you know, uh, uh, lady lady of the evening parties, <laughs> <laughs> having threesomes. You know, uh, twenty thousand dollars threesome. He probably, he probably walked on a threesome like I killed it, and then like that would didn't. Never mind. That's a good It does really make it clear, though, that... Joe, do you get it? I killed it, Joe. I I got it. I follow you. You got your wall Annika and Lindsay. (laughs) All right. uh, It makes it clear, though, whatever's on that that, uh, that flash drive is not about sex. It's about money. It's about about drugs. It's about something else. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 certainly that. That's the last thing. Because he doesn't care about that. Bob Harris doesn't care about sex. He'll tell everybody. He'll tell everybody. Um, So, you know... So that, so that's I feel like Romero's got enough to 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 go back to Bob with a, with a huge confrontation. All he doesn't have is this mysterious thing that seems to be missing. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's so, so now let's jump back to the to the, to the final uh, the 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 third storyline here, which is the Dylan and Caleb storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Caleb go into town with with Gunner, and he as he shouldn't be in town, but he's like you know Gunner needs help or whatever, and he sees Norma, and the look on his face was a very you know very good you know. Uh, my man Kenny Johnson is he doing a act. great job, mm. man. Yeah, he's awesome. He officer, officer Lim, Lim from uh, the Shield. If yeah. you mm-hmm. if you were an actor, if you were an actor and you saw a scene and you knew that you were a brother and it was this incestuous situation, but yet he really, especially in that monologue, he yeah. really, I felt for him. Yeah, he got really he sad. Was in love, I wrote with that down. I'm like, sister. wow, nice job, Kenny Johnson. Is what I wrote. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that was really like, oh yeah. Yeah, like he was in love with his sister and tortured by the fact that he did what he did, and it's this weird thing. Again, well, go ahead, Joe. Well, here's here's what I think. This whole thing is is one of the one of the really interesting things. Being the lines that are being drawn, it, it's I mean, Norma's boundaries historically uh, they, they're out of whack, and and I think it's really interesting to kind of to kind of see all three of these these guys, yeah, uh, really really screwed up by by what are essentially. Um, I think uh, you know to some degree missing boundaries. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, uh, obviously Caleb uh, is is still physically in love with her and and in love with her emotionally and as a brother. 
And obviously, Norman is in love with her physically and, and as a man and as a son. And Dylan is, needs to please her as a, as a, as a son. And, and when she puts her hand on the back of his head in that once, in that, in that scene in the bedroom, in Norman's bedroom, and, and, and Norman responds to that, it was the intimacy of that. Not the touching, but it was the, it mom, mom didn't touch him on the shoulder. She yeah. touched him on the back of the head. It was sure. a very intimate, it was a very intimate and, and familiar touch, but not necessarily something that, that, that we're, we're, we come to expect from, from Norma and Dylan. It's, it's obviously something we only expect to see with Norman, and we know it's kind of creepy. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I, it's interesting to see how all of her, all of these guys, as young men, are, 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 uh, are moved by Norma's boundaries issues, just lack of boundaries. Well, mm-hmm. I'll take it one step further. We, we've actually, I, th- I think with this whole Caleb thing, we're actually seeing the bit of an origin story for, for, for Norma's Maybe maybe the, the, her relationship with Norman. I mean, mm-hmm, you know, exactly. I mean the, the relationship with Norman is, is obviously, as we've all said, very incestuous and, and borderline. I mean, they're not having sex, but gather it seems they're doing everything. But they're in a hard spoon every morning, and that's that's not mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but so but it's, a it's hard very, spoon. I don't know. I mean, they're, you that's know, wrong. It's not a hard spoon. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. a hard spoon. All right. Better than a soft spoon. I don't. Better I, than a hard. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know about a hard spoon, but um, <laughs> versus a soft spoon. Or a soft Flippo, are you there? Help me out here. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really want to help you. Okay. I really do. Where we got on hard spoons and soft spoons? <laughs> anyway, um, no, but but well, more, another, they got a fill for that. All right, but more importantly, uh, this is the, we, we we have we we have these origins as to why Norma sort of in, you know where this relationship comes from. And she comes. She was in love with her brother, and that was her brother, because we are assumed by whatever trauma that her crazy mother was mm-hmm. inflicting on her, and her crazy father and mm-hmm. mother were inflicting on Caleb and Norma. They only had each other. They fell in love with each other, and uh, until Norma, in being Norma and her duality of Norma, like got got her like sort of a morality streak, and like this is wrong, and and then you know found some of that dude and got out of there, mm-hmm. uh, and then Caleb. Well, we'll go to that in a second, but this this is sort of like why and how the, you know she is the way she is, and we got probably the most honest normal we've ever seen in uh, the scene back when our our friendly neighborhood teacher came and saw her in the library, and she kind of confessed to him. She kind of you know she really told him some things. She's like our you know, friendly neighborhood teacher. Yeah, like he pops up like, hey, he's growing know. on me. Does anybody else think he's cute? Yeah, he's he's handsome. He's, yeah, he's cute, yeah. right? With like the beard and the scruff, and right. yeah, he's yeah. Uh, you hard harder sauce yeah. going for you, there for you that go. Guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. No, but like he. I don't even uh, know what that means. Me neither. You coined it. Uh, he started it. I guess I started it. All right, but um, no, but there was there was really um, you know, her, her t- that was really telling. Like she said, she said, "A, I was really close to my son, probably too close, which is an admission that you never would think you'd hear Norman Norma say that she missed." She's self aware. Yeah, self aware. I'm, I'm probably too close to him. Uh, and then she's also saying that like I don't trust him anymore anymore, and that makes me feel lonely. Mm-hmm. That's like really, really some some real insight into Norma and for Norma to have that level of self awareness, right? Yeah. And so to take Norma th- had her first therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> and she really I think she had a breakthrough. It seems to me has a breakthrough. That it, takes months. It felt like a breakthrough. Like to just those two things, like you know, those two statements are very very much of a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So you take that and then we know now the origin story of where this all comes from. And then but even still you see that she's afraid of Norman. She's kind of maybe gravitating towards the psychiatrist guy. Uh Caleb's uh, you know, she hates Caleb, but now there's Dylan. Dylan's Dylan's new. Dylan's a new person, and she's like, yeah, like you said, Joe. She touched him in the back of the head. It's how it's it, it's how she does. It. And what's eerie, like you said, Joe, is all these men are responding to it. Like she's got 
these are this her brother and her friggin' two sons, mm-hmm. and they're all in love with her. Yep. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just that, I, that's, somebody yeah. should make a show about this. It's you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that's all happened. So we get this wonderful um, confession, which is the the kind of the, the money confession we've been asking. Like, did 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 Caleb do it? Didn't he? Did he do it? What happened? And he, he in a shocker, he did. Yeah, he did rape her. Mm-hmm. You know, he finally confessed. He, he confessed to yeah. raping her, but it was like a rape with, with a caveat. If there's a such thing, which there is not, mm-hmm. but his thing is that they, they had a consensual relationship to a certain amount of time. She said, you know, no. no. But then he can, you know, can, he was in love with her, and they did it one last time, and he hates himself for it, and all he wants to do is apologize. Do you believe him? Do I? Yes, I believed him one hundred percent. Now I, I believed him one hundred percent. Yeah, me too. I did. I thought it was touching, and I think that more importantly than me believing him, I think that Dylan believed him. Yeah. And I think that Dylan bought it, which now that Dylan and Norma's relationship is becoming closer, what is this going to do? Like, he's in a touchy spot. Sure. You know, and we'll probably get, get into it a little bit later, but jump to the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Norman now knows that Caleb Man. is in town, so, you know, this Norman can use as ammunition to drive a wedge between Dylan and Norma. Yeah. Now, will he do it? Of course he'll do it. I don't know. J- Joe, did you believe him? Did I believe Norman? Did you believe uh, Caleb's Caleb. explanation? Oh, my goodness, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's been really honest. Yeah. I mean, and he's been very earnest in what he's trying to accomplish. I mean, he so appears... Well, 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 hold on. He appears earnest and honest. We don't know. Yeah. Every, for all you know what? For, That's a very good point. No, because every every two steps he takes towards earnesty, there's like one other shoe drops. Oh, by the way, I have a warrant. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm wanted by the law. Oh, I'm wanted by the law. Oh, yeah. But the, by the way... I'm not lying. I'm just not yeah. revealing certain information. Actually, I did uh, rape yeah. your mother. But come on. It's yeah. me. It's Caleb. It's your boy. You know? So, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, you're right. You're right. It's weird. Nando, do you believe him? Uh, you know, I, I mean, hearing that speech, it was very believable, but seeing him in town when he spotted Norma, that was still kind of creepy. Yeah. You know? It was, it was kind of creepy, but he, the him. way that he looked, the way that he looked at her, it wasn't like this, it wasn't like this well, maniacal. No, but you could tell, like his, you could tell that, like, automatically his, you know, his heart started racing and he but it's immediately wrong, tried to... but it's but it's still it's wrong it's all it, wrong it again, is this again this is a testament to this show <laughs> the show is freaking great like god carrie aaron and uh carl Your brother starts looking like, at you like that you're like what the, the whole hell thing is so long, but again like we are sympathetic towards norman who we know is a psycho psychopathic yeah. killer who okay. has at best uh, an appropriate relationship with his mother mm-hmm. we are sympathetic towards norma we're sympathetic towards caleb caleb who raped his sister yeah yeah <laughs> But we're like the poor guy's just trying to work it out with his son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he wants to just say, "Can he just can he, can a guy say sorry?" That's, a, that's why is he so bad? Yeah, that's a testament like, hello. to the acting. That's definitely, a, that's a testament to like you know, the the guy yeah. the acting and also what, what they're doing here with the show. It's incredible. the nicest guy in the show is Norman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Norman and Caleb, Caleb's a sweetheart. Besides the whole rape thing, besides the whole raping his sister thing, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> and poor Dylan. Old Doe-Eyed Dylan is sitting there, sweet as hell, like looking at his dad uh, slash Dunkle, yep, who Dunkle. raped his mom, and mm. it's like, but I, ah, dad, come on in here. Yeah. I mean, and that's just how love-starved he is as well. This is some effed up shit, Flippo. No question. No <laughs> question. I mean, you get your own family, doesn't it? I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're screwed up, but we're not like bait 
screwed up. I mean, <laughs> but again, there's this function, and then there is this show, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was a, there was a bit of a meta. We'll get to the end of the sh- to the the climax. Up. Well, there's a, we want to talk about the uh, the intrusion into the into the base motel. We'll talk about the the climax. Oh, the, the, the two end. henchmen. Yeah, the two henchmen are the two guys. Well, one guy didn't look like a henchman. He looked kind of like a boss. I don't know if he was a henchman, but oh, I thought they were like the Aaron boys. They might be the Aaron boy, but the one guy looked felt felt pretty confident about himself. Like mm. we're not going to shoot. Do what you want. We'll mm. be back. Maybe they're just high level henchmen. Anyway, but I just want to mention that the whole fall was. I mean, I think all that whole sequence where Caleb was on top of the roof and he fell and he cut his hand open. That was very meta. It's very meta metaphor. It felt very metaphorically well meta and also a metaphor for uh, the open wound that was left in this whole relationship and the whole idea that Caleb oh, yeah. and Dylan are sitting there wow. and, he, and he's closing the wound as that he's telling deep. the story. That's deep. I didn't that, write it. I just observed it. No, but, that's, that's, wow. that is deep. That's <laughs> deep. Every now and then I get Braswell. one, guys. Holy crap. Deep moments but yeah, but Braswell. Dr. Braswell seeing <laughs> the symbolism. And he's closing the wound. What do you say? Thank you. Thank you, folks. All right. Okay, I get, I get, I get it's a little faster than a slow cap. Anyway, so that, ha- that happened. That makes up for the hard fork. Yeah. Hot spoon. Ha- hard spoon. <laughs> I don't want you to make up for a hard fork. Hashtag hard fork. I don't, I don't know what the hell a hard fork is. Oh, dear. But all right. Anyway, uh, so before we get to all that, so you know, we saw we saw that matter of this mysterious USB drive, which you know Dylan gets back to the place, and there's two mysterious guys mm-hmm. lurking around. There's that uh, very Tarantino esque, you know, gun, you know, gun. I got you, you got me. Two guns are drawn. Uh, you know, Dylan doesn't back down at all. Threatens the guys. He runs up to Norma and is like, "Do we gotta get rid of this thing?" And Norma's like, "Ah, oh, it's probably just a pimp." Like, come <laughs> on, Norma. <laughs> Like your son, like there were two guys with guns downstairs looking for this thing. Like we're not giving it to Romero. It's probably a pimp or something. I don't know. Like just do this for me. And this is just they feel uh, like they get a testament to Norma's sort of manipulation powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that happened, which is just again drive me crazy. That that Norma and she won't just give a thing to Romero. Yeah, so, I want to know what's on it. I'm. It's driving me crazy. Well, we will know. I'm sure. I'm sure we will know. And, uh, and again, ahead, weird stuff because. The, the 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 lawyer calls from her mother's estate. Hey, there's some money. It's for you. Do you want it? No, yeah. I don't want it. Not interested. But I will risk everyone's life for a USB that I don't know what's on it. On the hopes that I'll make money from it. Yep. Yeah. Or something. Does she think that she's going to make money? I don't from know. It? She said maybe it'll save us. Blackmail. Save. Yeah. Save. Maybe it'll save us all. You know, maybe that's maybe she's referring to the the, the bypass. I think she's referring to the bypass. You know, they're, they're, she they're thinks in it's a town. I think she knows it's well, a town. I don't understand how like Annika had nothing to do with the bypass. Wasn't aware that Norma was even. Well, the, the bypass is lounge blogger's theory. I mean, I, I, let's not. I mean, I love lounge blogger. I love you, lounge blogger. But let's not get too much credence to that theory. It's just, yeah. it's just she, she threw it out there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> nice. Um, um, can I just mention one thing yes. that I think is important because I mentioned something about it um, last episode. The very, very beginning of the episode, Norma is talking to Norman when he comes downstairs to see Annika's body and he's like, did I did I do it? As she's calming him down, she says something important. She goes, step outside of your body. Mm-hmm. And she goes, calm down, step outside of your body, go upstairs. And so that Again, it's just yes. a small little thing. With last episode, it was Norman talking about Norma being like, I feel so outside of her. Yeah. So do these small little, there's, you know, there's a, verbal. There's a, there's like one or two every episode. There was also one we didn't talk about in the cabin where, I mean, there's one kind of double meaning where, um, 
where Emma says, you know, I didn't know your mother was coming with us. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, well, mom, well <laughs> Mother Norman's in the building. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't know, but Mother Norman's always going to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you're at, Mother Norman's going to be there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 there's a lot of that. Uh, and also that final confrontation with Norman, Norm, you know, Norman sort of, you know, breaking through and like, what are you guys talking about? What are you talking about? And you can kind of see him sort of like, you can sort of see him breaking a little bit, him getting jealous and getting mad and being fine, closing the door and then sneaking up behind Dylan, which got me to jump. You know, mm-hmm. when, when he's there, where are you going, Dylan? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, ah! <laughs> and Norman. then he follows him. He follows him. He goes on a caper. By the way, he goes on a caper, but by the way, Norman has crossed the threshold for me, Joe Braswell, from being sweet Norman to being, I am stone cold afraid of this guy. Yeah. Props to Freddie Highmore. I am stone cold afraid. When he, when he was behind Dylan, I was like, oh my God. When he showed up at the, at the farmhouse mm-hmm. with those eyes, I'm yeah. like, dude, Norman's a stone cold killer. I'm yep. afraid of this guy. Yeah. Flippo, are you, are you still with, you, you, you're afraid of Norman? Yeah. Yet? You know, I do want to mention this. And I think I'm, I'm going to follow you down the, 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 uh, the rabbit hole there as sure. far as symbolism goes. Yep. Norma's car to me is so symbolic. Yes, and and, and so he's driving Norma's car mm-hmm. to, to to Dylan's farm, right? And that last scene where 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 Dylan throws him on the ground, and Dylan's there on his knees after Norman Norman says, "I'm going to go tell mom," essentially, right? So Dylan's there with Caleb behind him, and Norman turns on the car and the headlights from Norma's car. It looks like Norma looking at the both of them. You know what I mean? Like, it, does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's, yeah, yeah. Almost like foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, and mama's did- going to see you guys. And they also did. I mean, I like mm. how they keep showing the front and the damage on that car. They showed this. Yeah, it's still funny. It's still funny. So when she was pulling in, yeah, pulling mm. in, and when she saw Romero at the hotel, there's that bumper just all. Right. <laughs> right. Mm. Which is also sort of symbolic of Norma, who's always just sort of damaged, <laughs> walks just, who's just damaged and walks around town and drives around town damaged. Uh, so that was that was a crazy scene. You know, Caleb tried to help, and you know, he's harboring. We see Norman get mad. We see him get sort of petulant. He runs away, and then he gets sort of cold. There's a lot going on in that scene with Norma, and then and then poor Dylan. There's a lot going on in that scene with Dylan because Dylan just sort of realized that like I've, it's. All I ever wanted was a good relationship with my mother. And, and this is a, he had one weird moment where poor Dylan had, had finally came to a really great place with Norma mm-hmm. and felt really close to Norma. He just hugged his father. He just finally came to a really good place with accepting his mended father. Mended the wound, if mended, you will. Yeah, mended the wound <laughs> and feels really good. And then like, there's some, there's a fleeting moment where it's like, oh, I'm cool with my mom. I'm cool with my dad. I'm cool with my brother. Oh no, uh-huh. no! And then it's that moment where he's like, "Don't tell her, please. It'll it'll destroy everything we build." And Norman says, "You should have thought about that before you betrayed mother." Mm-hmm. Peace. <laughs> That's uh, uh, yeah, Bates Motel. Great show. It's a good show. It's so good. Uh, Dua, you had you had some you had a quick you had a couple of quick things you want to do last week. Well, yeah, and uh, we depending on how we ha- uh, how much time we have, we got about five minutes. Um, okay, Less, yeah. excellent. So I will go on. If you go on, you can go onto my Twitter page at Dua Casey, and I've actually posted this. Uh, Yahoo TV um, did something that I thought was a little bit fun. Um, it was called Ask the Fans. Um, TV fans are not the only one with burning, burning questions. In our series, Yahoo TV is flipping the script and finding out. What questions the showrunner have uh, showrunners have always wanted to ask their viewers? So this is Carlton Cuse, the executive producer of Bates Motel, um, has asked uh, the fans some questions. So I thought it would be fun if, if us 
who I think are probably some of the biggest fans of Bates Motel. And then um, you at home also and all the listeners can um, chime in if you'd like as well. Um, uh, Question one. Um, Carrie Aaron and I have said that uh, the season is going to end after season five. That's going to be five seasons, 50 episodes. Now, does that make you more likely to watch knowing that there is an actual defined endpoint or less likely? Hmm. More likely to watch. I mean, not less likely, of course, more likely. We, look, we already know, we said thousands, we already know how this thing ends. It ends with, uh, you know, 1960 Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. So Correct. we know how it ends. So now that, now that I know that it's not one of these, no offense to Lost, like, you know, get to season four, then be like, I don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. and then finally wrap it up by season seven. Mm-hmm. Five seasons, in and out, we know what we're doing, we know where we're going, that makes me very, that makes me feel very comfortable. Okay, and yeah. Nando? I agree. I, I, I agree uh, 100%. I, I, would, I would watch it regardless, but I guess it's more likely knowing there's an end point and looking to see how it's going to tie into, into the movie, because that's where we assume we're going. Great. Yeah. Flip? Well, you know how I feel about um, certain actors on this show, Here so for go. me, it, it's really, it, 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 <laughs> regardless, I'm in. It doesn't right. matter. Okay. I, I love me some Vera, so I'm going to watch Vera for as long as I can. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Question two. What are the things you like best about the show? Oh, uh, you know, I know we know we know Joe's answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, answer. Uh, I, I just like I, I think I said it earlier. I like the idea that they're in, what they're able to do with the storytelling to really allow us to uh, really care about these people that we know are effed up in so many different ways. We mm-hmm. also know where this thing goes. We know Norman dies. We know Norman is a psycho. We know you know Caleb's a, a rapist. We know all these different things. Yet we're still in caring about these people as our main protagonists. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the acting. Uh, you know, it's it's a clinic. Every week, watching Vera Farmiga and uh, and Freddie Highmore yep. at this, and and not to take anything else away from anyone else, it's just a matter of those are the two leads, obviously. But yep. but everybody on that top to bottom, the acting is just fabulous, and yeah, it's wonderful slow played storytelling. Uh, I feel that this show more than probably any other cable show to me feels like it resembles a BBC type show, a yeah. BBC type season, mm-hmm. and I really just love the way the story flows. Okay, excellent. Wait, one more. Well, we got time for one more, do All right, excellent. Hold on. But da da. And just a reminder that um, you guys, uh, all of the fans, can go. You can send your replies to ask the fans um, at yahoo.com. Um, and bum bum. I'm going to go down, I think, to the last question. Hold on. Just one second. Okay. Which is the bigger cardinal sin in your mind? Not resolving a mystery by the end of the season or killing a major character? Not resolving a mystery. Not resolving a mystery. Down. Yeah. We, yeah, not resolving this, is, this isn't. The, right. this isn't Everybody's the, down for. Uh, uh, well, well, this isn't the '80s anymore, where you know when the main character like when no main characters die. I mean, this is the Golden Age of TV. The post Sopranos main characters die all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I need I need some resolution. You know, yeah. and I think we all do. We're all grown up TV watchers at this point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I agree. Interesting. Well, the thing is, I sometimes think that not resolving a mystery, I mean, I think between the two, you know, killing a major character and not resolving a mystery, I agree with everybody that, you know, not resolving a mystery. But sometimes when you leave the door open for interpretation, mm-hmm. there's something a little bit fun about I that. I feel that Hollywood usually when they leave a door open is because, well, you never know, maybe we'll bring this cast together again and do a sequel mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, you know, based on history. Not with these people in particular, but usually when people try and just create an opening for a sequel, it's usually not as good as the first anyway. So I'd rather have a complete story. Mm-hmm. And if they figure out a way to bring them back, awesome. But we don't yeah. need to we don't need to leave that door open. Yeah. Very Sometimes good. it's like the storytellers got a little lazy and they're like, Oh, we'll let them figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
right. excellent. That that is all I have. That's okay. fantastic. Awesome. So, uh, you know, I wanted to give some shout outs to our viewers and listeners, but I lost it on my computer and I don't have what? it in front of me because I'm a yeah. jerk. <laughs> Why say anything at I'm all? A jerk face <laughs> because I didn't want the folks to think that we forgot about them. We mentioned Lounge Blogger and some other folks as well, but we will get to everyone I'm sure next week. But in the meantime, let's do some predictions. And now. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Joe Flippo on the phone. Give me some predictions. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, I think on. some stuff is going to go down with Emma pretty soon. I got a little nervous for Emma there. I never like really health wise. Like go down. What do you mean go down? I mean like Norman going to do something. Go down. Oh. I never felt. I was never nervous for her with regard to Norman. Until they were laying uh, uh, in front of the fire there. And some of the things he said and some of the ways he said it, some of the looks he gave her, yeah. it was the first time I'd ever thought, like, oh, crap, Norman could kill Emma. That that could be on the table. So I mean, that, that's something I think might go on. Oh, dear. Hmm. That's a pretty big prediction. That is. Uh, how about you, Dua? Um, so I am notorious for my predictions being wrong just this season, but I actually think that Norman... elaborate and interesting. <laughs> but I actually think that Norman is not going to tell Norma about Dylan. I think that you everybody thinks that about Caleb. About Caleb, sorry, about Caleb. Um everybody think you know thinks that, but I think that he is not going to let that go. Right. Like and he's going to keep that as a secret. Hmm. Okay. I mean, of course she'll eventually find out, but through different means. Uh Nando. How weird would it be if Caleb actually somehow knew Bob Harris? No. Oh. Ooh, you know yeah. they didn't even talk about what his warrant was for. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Like, we'll, what we'll would be weird there. if they if there was some kind of? I'm not that, saying that. Obviously, he's not from this part of town. He's not part of the town. Mm-hmm. But how interesting would it be if just you know being well, someone it kind warrant. of seemed like he knew Chip. Well, there's an overlap. Like, yeah, but there's an overlap there because you know Caleb is Norma's brother. The, the, the whole Bates family sort of came. From, Came into this town, so it'd be a real wacky coincidence of Caleb. You know? I, real, I'm just going on it's, a limb. They could explain it easily. I think yeah. that's you know. I don't think it's out of. Is that your prediction that they I know, don't know each other? I guess that's a prediction. I don't know. It just came up. I was just thinking about that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with an easy one and just say that I think I think that Romero will get his hands on the uh, on the on the drive on the thumb drive uh, next week mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully. Do you think Norma will give it to him? Uh, I think I think ultimately it's gonna. Well, actually, I, I take all that back. I forgot my. I think that they're gonna say we should give it to Romero. They're gonna go look for it and it's gonna be gone because because. Because Dylan did tell Caleb, oh, it's messing with the thermostat. I think Caleb's going to go check out the thermostat and find it. They're going to go look for it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be gone. Caleb's going to have it. And that's going to be part of the thing. Ooh. I don't know. I, don't I, li- I like that prediction. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, just really quickly, uh, hello to Solitaire 401, Artist Film, Gimme Shelter, uh, Julie Schurman. Sorry, Psycho Bates, <laughs> Mika. <laughs> Uh, who thought your prediction would be cool if it's correct, but of course, her name was Lindsay. Uh, Dave1555, good, five, good to see you as always. Uh, wickedly Unique, Christina456, five, five, and Lounge Blogger, as we mentioned a bunch of times. Uh, thanks guys for, for listening. Um, Joe Flippa, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter, at Joe Flippo, G-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. My website is joesuperstanflippo.com. Got it. Excellent. Uh, Dua Casey. Yes, you can find me at Dua Casey, D-U-A-K-A-I-S-S-I. Um, a lot of the stuff that I find online I will post on the Twitter page. So okay. 
Do a Casey. And very soon on Instagram for you, right? And very soon on Instagram. Oh, my gosh. Nando, <laughs> Three years you. from now, Friendster. Uh, <laughs> you can find Friendster. me on Twitter and Instagram at Nando Vell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here at AfterBuzz for a bunch of other shows. Yes, you can find me here at uh, AfterBuzz <laughs> doing a couple other shows. And Ma- outside of Freddie Hammer's window. Right. <laughs> Mad Man and some other stuff. Uh, Blacklist, obviously, because I keep saying every week. And on Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. Thank you so much for joining us for episode four. Uh, let's try to get next Rome- week. Let's try Romero's. to get Nestor in here. Yeah, next we'll week. We'll try to get Nestor. Can- yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try to get Nestor back in here next week. He's and- directing the episode next or, week, or at least on the phone. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Oh. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.